You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Bites, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride and on Twitter at Slow Ride Pod. Hello and welcome to the 215th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in Orlando, Florida. Hey, this is Matt, broadcasting live from Minneapolis, Minnesota on this beautiful, not insanely smoky evening in Minneapolis. And uh, this is Spencer in Boston, where I am in uh, my actual very smoky uh, humidor, where I'm enjoying a nice uh, Cuban uh, little guy. I thought you'd be... A little jealous because it's very smoky in here. Uh, no. Why would I be jealous of that? Because I because I own a Jetta and it smokes. Sure, maybe that's a yeah. I don't know. No, uh, we we had we had really bad. We had like all these smoke from forest fires blown into Minneapolis for four or five days, and so it, it looked like L.A. out here, and. It was smoky this morning, and I did a mountain bike ride with a friend of the podcast, Big Matt, and it it did feel like I smoked maybe a pack of cigarettes on that so, ride. My my throat hurt really bad after the ride for a while. So I have a quick quick question, just to um, almost verify that you actually did go on a mountain bike ride. What bike were you riding? Were you on the Orbea? I was on the Orbea. And then, so Big Matt was on something else. On a Rocky Mountain. He's got oh, okay. a lot of Rocky Mountains. <laughs> okay, I just didn't know. Like, is the Orbea what you're bringing to Schwamigan Fat Tire Festival, the 40-mile point-to-point race that me, you, and Spencer are doing in middle of September? Good question, Tim. That is a good question. Um, here's what I think. My plan is to bring something else uh, a little goofier. Okay. But you're bringing drop you're bringing drop bars, aren't you? But I'm not giving away <laughs> any of my secrets. You're but, bringing drop bars. All but right. I haven't done any of the work on uh I have two possible other build options. So the Orbea is the backup. Uh the plan is to not mess with it that much so uh-huh. that when I fail on one of the other builds, it is still there. And I have a, a cushy, comfy so I, ride I don't, ready. I don't know, little guy. Like, I don't know if this is legal. Uh, I think our fans, our listeners deserve to know what's going on, well, or at least have some well, some pretty solid hints. So, wait, wait. Yeah, do you want to? I'll, give, I'll give, no, tell you the no, two stop. options. No, so, I like the idea that Spencer and I can guess what the actual what you're doing with your bike, and then you can tell us that we're in the same ballpark and then tell us the right. options. I have, I have okay, two, they, they be a two little different more build things that I might be doing. Okay. So. First, drop bars. And yep. you're probably going to put like maybe 40 mil tires on there. You're going to go like the fattest tires you can have on your cross bike. That's that's probably what you're going to do. 35s. Not my regular cross bike, though. I'm gonna, I might build up a different thing. Now, Monster Cross. That's true. Good pick. Good now, pick. And now I can we do have some 1. listeners. 1.8. Okay. We have some listeners on the podcast that have done Schwamigan. Now, the three of us have never done it, but I'm pretty sure it's mostly fire roads with lots yep. of rocky, ruddy descents and, and climbs. I don't know of anybody that's ever won it on a cross bike. Um, well, I'm not going to win still, it. Like, so that's not I still think issue. you got to have a mountain bike tires from what I've seen. So are you just bringing a ton of fix-a-flat? You bringing some uh, tubies? Wrap them around no. your chest uh, I, to to fix the flats. I'm not worried about the flats. I I think a 1.8 will be okay. I mean, think of it back in the day when those guys were first doing it. What their biggest mountain bike tire was probably a 1.8. Probably, yeah, that's safe. All so, right. little guy, my guess is uh, um, bar end shifters on the mustache bars for multiple hand positions and also very lightweight. <laughs> they are very lightweight. I got the niddle ones. Um, you know, I was... No, I don't think I'm going to put the mustache on. I have toyed with the mustache bars, um, especially because, as you guys both know, if you go into one-on-one oh, cycles yeah. in downtown Minneapolis, Gene uh, has got two of his Schwamigan winning bikes up, and one of them has both a suspension stem and mustache bars. Oh, so, you're bringing a suspension stem, um, aren't you? So I don't have one yet, but I'm, I've been keeping the eyes. Save no, a lot I of am watts. thinking about... 
some I know I want to. I've been thinking about some mountain drops. I got some mountain drop uh flared drop bars and uh I'm thinking about that. That's kind of kind of the way I'm headed. So, interesting. Okay. So, I got to line now, on some goofy uh, other goofy parts to uh really complete the build. So I hope your crank your cranks are Kuka or Cook Brothers. Ah, uh, I wish. You know, I cracked my Kukas I know. and I don't have any cooks. I, so So all right, little guy, anything else you need to add to your update before Spencer gives us his update on Schramm again, and then I'll uh, top us off here? Uh, no, I don't think so. All I'm right. going to destroy you guys. Now, that. N- sure. And now we're going to check in with Spencer, yeah. who's uh, looking a little lean and mean, a little cut on the uh, the Skype video. Some would we'll say get to shredded. That a little bit. Yeah, some would say some shredded. Would say that, but that's not in, the in biggest uh, uh, gains I've made uh, recently in my Schramm quest, guys. I have big breaking news okay breaking news spencer uh future winner of schwamigan uh in inter-race competition between the slow ride podcast hosts (laughs) has signed up uh a new coach to help him uh, to victory in the schwamigan uh he he may have been uh feeling a little intimidated by uh tim uh having jordan cullen uh winner of the short and fat version of the schwamigan in his corner so he he needed to uh enforce his uh you know the uh the coaching on the sidelines there um Mm -hmm. you know to really bring him up to uh to the standard that's been set so uh i went out and i found the best mountain biker that i could find uh who could give me Little? who could give me no who could give me some uh some tips and uh i've got i've gotten some bike advice i've gotten some you know i was i was hemming and hawing the other day about what bike i was going to bring and that is it result boy that decision has been made no i've recruited from the top from the cream of the crop from a world cup racer current oh. world cup second row starting ellen noble is in my corner. Oh, wow. wow. Yes. I ha, okay. That's some that's is, some that's some You know you're not doing a single track. I am, she crushed the single track. I am trackers. bringing the heat, you guys. And Mount St. Anne. I uh, I got to pick her pick her brain about what bike choice I should make. I laid out the mm-hmm. options I had and uh, she gave me some very compelling reasons um, to change what I had been thinking and to go in another direction. So what do you bring up? I don't remember what you were thinking, so I yeah. have to to know. I don't know. What well, essentially, I was uh, I was debating between the two bikes that I currently have in the stable that would be appropriate for this race are the uh, fully rigid independent fabrication, yeah, which has twenty seven five that's a go inch wheels, or I have a uh, a, a niner aluminum uh, full suspension bike. What about the pus? Oh, yeah. The pus has one one speed, and while it should always be free to rock the one cog, it should not always be a smart choice to rock the one cog. Yeah. Um. So which cool. what, what bike you going with? What, what's what what is not necessarily what are you going to do because you've made bad decisions with oh, good yeah. advice in the past. No, that's true. Um, which bike have you been given the good advice to ride? Now I was leaning much like you uh, were leaning just now towards the independent fully rigid because the course is not that demanding. Uh, I thought, uh, you know, I'd take, uh, take a little weight penalty off. I would, uh, you know, tighten up the ride a little bit and not be wasting any energy. But uh, she strongly recommended the full suspension bike. Cause it is it the it's the uh, saving the watts with the comfort. It's the uh, she. It's the yeah, old her, double handlebar tape. Her her advice was: you you're thinking about the first twenty miles of the race, and you need to be thinking about mm. the second twenty miles of the race. Yeah, when your back's gonna <laughs> yeah explode. And, and I'm all about pulling the, uh, the the hand grenade pin right, and then just holding on for as long as you can. Like, <laughs> the, the first twenty miles are gonna be great. The second twenty miles, you might be exploded. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's potential for that, but it it something clicked. It made a lot of sense to me, and I I do the reason I was still on the fence, even though I thought the if would be the better choice, was that the 29 inch wheels were gonna be faster. Like there was no doubt about that. And then with that little bit of reinforcement, that sage wisdom from uh from our 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 
uh, top 12 finishing at the uh, World Cup short track in Mount St. Anne, uh, Ellen Noble, I was like, you know what? I should probably listen to her. She is uh, much smarter than me. That is true. That is true. I, nice. bef- when you first said you got a coach, I was going to say a little late in the game, but this is actually solid coaching advice for this point yeah. in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Very yeah, true. Yeah, because I If it was already, like interval training, exactly. I think you might be you might be out of luck. Way ahead of you guys already. But, yeah. Yeah, I get it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, both. Timmy, do you um do you have yeah, any updates well, for us? You just still uh rocking the one cog like a crazy person? I'm definitely bringing the one cog, right? Cuz it's, it's the only mountain bike I got. It's already here. It, it's in Minnesota. <laughs> I'm going in The Jordan Cullen's a little disappointed when I had my um weekly uh meet up with him going over the data. He was a little disappointed that I haven't been riding my mountain bike in about, I've ridden it twice now in the last four months. Um, he is excited that the, uh, the Niner rigid fork is on its way. And I had to get like the boost adapters for the wheels. Cause we talked about that last time. I, I don't even know what that means. And so basically <laughs> long story short, I am going to go fully rigid, single speed, still trying to figure out the gearing. The guys are behind bars in Minneapolis for kind of making fun of me with saying that I couldn't uh, turn over the gear that uh, uh, I first You'll wanted. show them. Uh, <laughs> that's right. And this last weekend was my 10th anniversary, and we went to Savannah, Georgia, hung out with a friend of the podcast, uh, Justin Bristol. Mm-hmm. And uh, cool. but Congratulations. I didn't get any riding in this weekend. But that's okay. I'm tapering already. Um, I will say that I'm... I'm very hopeful for a really, really hot Schwamigan, like 95 degrees, just like a, a late uh-huh. summer burner. So like really? I can have the advantage here, oh, um, yeah. whereas you guys would be melting. And then for me, I'd be like, ah, this is this not even that hot out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, getting pretty excited. The cabin is ready to go. I think we're going to be able to tear up the, uh, nor- the North Woods. Um, we'll get our l- Lumberjack Day um games on as well maybe in hayward maybe we'll do some little log, log rolling oh, yeah. but uh yeah i'm i'm pretty excited for uh schwam again and uh, it's good to see that spencer got a coach so he's not going to be totally embarrassed and little guy um unfortunately i will only have one 29 inch tube in my um saddlebag when i pass you at mile 10 okay. um that's okay i'm gonna carry 226 have to walk <laughs> okay. um i mean part of my Part of my equation for going to this race, though, almost is like we're gonna try. We're gonna probably ride a little the day before the race, a little after the race. You know, the day after the race before we drive back home. And part of my equation is not just what's the best bike for the race, but what's the best bike for the whole weekend. Like, for the, mm. well, so like I want to kick I, your asses in the race really bad, but I also want to have fun riding before and after. And if and if that means I bring like a cross bike and I'm like not having any fun that's that's not cool you know yeah so this this is where you guys are going to have to help me out a little bit um yeah changing the gear on my bike right like because the gearing on race day is going to be way different than the gearing on actually going into the single track on friday and sunday and the pivoting dropout thing on the on the santa cruz that i've Mm. got i don't really really understand it all that much so i could use a little bit of help I think we can figure it out between uh, Spencer, myself, and and the bigger Big of the mat. mats. Right. I think okay. we'll be able to do it. Well, and then so Spencer, you're you're sacrificing weight um, to go full suspension. I'm going rigid, full suspension. <laughs> Little guy, you're blowing up my phone all week with text messages about the UCI possibly dropping weight limits for uh, road cycling. What's yeah. this all about? Well, I mean, it seems like a little bit of rumor. I saw it in a few places. I saw it in a ring. But you know what? I, the m- more I thought about it, I feel like every two years this gets <laughs> talked about. Yeah. And and I get really excited that they're going to drop the weight limit finally, and then they don't. So maybe I've been over overly excited. But I am excited because of two reasons. One was that, as they said on in a ring, that manufacturers were kind of poo-pooing dropping it too much because... They have got all those stupid disc brake bikes now, and they're heavier. And now it would make all their, it would make it a funny equation <laughs> when people go to the store and there's a bike that weighs four pounds, and then there's the disc bike that weighs eight, and they're like, "But I thought that was the better one." And they have to explain that somehow it's better. But I want them to drop it, and especially Tim, you should want them to drop it because this would be in the interest of like guys like Nairo, 
uh, Bardet, and that's probably why they will do it if they do it, because they want Bardet to win the tour. Because the climber guys will finally wow. get a solid Conspir- advantage in the mountain. Conspiracy corner with little guy. <laughs> well, I mean, we finally, I'm saying, like, if we finally have it happen, like, we've got a French president of the UCI, it really would benefit the, tr- the true climbers, you know, air quotes, true climbers. Yep. And we'd stop having... Like, look, we've had a lot of tours with guys like Dumoulin and, and Froome's obviously good coming, but like Thomas and these guys that can time trial, uh, you know, in the top 10 no matter what in a time trial, regardless if it's the third week of a Grand Tour or not. Um, you know, just putting it the hurt on these scrawny little climber guys. And I think we might actually get the tables to turn a little bit if the climbers can show up with, you know, 12-pound bikes or like 10-pound bikes, you know. And these yeah. big dudes have to still... You know, like, it's not like Dumoulin's bike couldn't get under the weight limit, but it can only get so light. He's just bigger, you know? But oh, I, wanna, I see what you're saying, yeah. Do you guys, are you excited? I want to see the craziness of the mountains and, like, the power meters come off. Every Everything comes off, like, just the craziest tune parts on every bike. Like, all, like, the wacky German stuff that builds these nutso bikes. Like, I want to see teams building up crazy mountain bikes. I don't... Uh... I don't. I don't do you, have. Do you want me to take this yeah, one, Spencer? Can you? <laughs> All right, uh, little guy. I have no interest in uh, really seeing that. Um, like, I'm not surprised that that you do. That you want to see the goofiness. Yeah. But I do like a bike that looks like a bike that has the two triangles, and I like. I'm not um, saying they should change bikes the that aren't going to collapse underneath the riders. Mm-hmm. I do think that. Yeah, sure. Drop it down a little bit. I really don't care about the weight. Um. What I do care about is the fact that the UCI mandates cyclists have to wear a helmet on a summit finish. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yes. I want to go back to the times when people would just put the helmets into the team cars and then they so, could attack and the and the flow would be out. That so was great. Speak, do you realize how bad? Well, let me finish here. Yeah. You know how horrible it was that Ivan Mayo and Dennis Menkov didn't get to show off their amazing mullets? at the ends of their career because the UCI was mandating the helmet thing. Like those guys could have been legendary. They would have been next level fandom. If people saw the locks that those guys had hidden underneath those, those helmets. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. And think, think about this. Do you guys remember when the Cannondale did the whole six thirteen thing and they wore the legalized my Cannondale jerseys yep. because they were <laughs> under the weight limit. Um, do you, do you remember what year that was? No, and they had to and they had to glue the weights on yeah, top of the top. Yeah, it had to this be like the, 99, 2000, no, 2004. It's like, it's like 2003, right? Oh, so okay. that's that long ago. A major manufacturer, we're not talking just some like boutique German goofball play company, had a bike under the weight limit. Like that, I think shows enough that like this limit What's, is is nowhere near realistic in terms of what is just a standard safe high-tech bike at this point i will say that that legalized my cannondale was probably the greatest advertising campaign that i've seen within the bike world like i still got people talking about it i want i i that's the bike i want of any those were aluminum too they're aluminum and carbon they're wacky and obviously that's why i want it because it's stupid is aluminum making a big comeback because now specialized Justin was uh, telling me in Savannah that like the LA aluminum bike from Specialized is mm-hmm. now like super popular. Like spe- like aluminum's now making a comeback. Like people are realizing plastics for adults. I think it's got it's got its merits for certain applications, and I'm I'm assuming cost is a little lower. I don't I haven't actually looked for a lot of these things. Cost Curious. is a lot. Tim, do you know um, if you? That's for sure. If if you search legalize my Cannondale image search, uh, the first picture that pops up is a certain little prince in that goofy-ass yeah. kit yeah. raising his hands into the air in joyous celebration. Yeah, what a glorious day. Hey, speaking of um, weight, uh, I think we should talk about Jan Ulrich's horrible oh, collapse God. into... Uh... Brutal. Oh, it's a brutal segment. Are you just gonna... Spencer, Spencer, are you going to edit that one in post, or could I just could I just have that horrible, horrible segment? Yeah, you're going to have to own that just one. just a second. Anyway. It's, okay. Well, I, sorry, guys. I don't it, even find it, was, it funny. It's it's depressing. Well, no, it is depressing. It's funny. The funny and was the segue, but yes, it is very very sad. However, as been pointed out on Twitter, he has had several several chances here that at some point, you know, like there's the there's the sad 
descent, but this hasn't been a uh, you know, well, a, a quality he, uh, no descent he, for what last two years? Didn't he have like the DUI like two years ago? Yeah, he had a couple years ago. It just seems like this what in this four or five day spread of like yeah, breaking into his neighbor's house, assaulting a prostitute, and being charged with like attempted murder. And did you guys see that like video they had on like German TV of him like obviously coked out of his mind, smoking four cigarettes and jumping around? He's got bandanas tied to his knees. Are you serious? No, you I have s- not seen. If this you want to be depressed and and watch somebody fall from the height, I mean, like I, I am depressed. You just talking about it in such I didn't know it was that bad. Okay, so so uh, you know how we we've been accused of giving Lance too much crap and being too easy on guys like Jan and other other big dovers, but man, I want I want I want Lance to be going through this, and I want <laughs> <laughs> like Lance is an yeah, asshole, yeah. and he's just like coasting along like with his po- like being a podcast and like people thinking he's great, and Jan is like. He's he's obviously in a terrible, Going terrible place some, yeah. in his life yeah. in a number of ways. And it feels like Ugh. That's it like I think that's what makes me hate Lance more is like they could both do all the same like doping and cheating and stuff, and Lance would win every time and then he would just sort of like coast through the rest of his life. Well, it's seemingly at least, you know, he's like the varsity quarterback. Yeah. Know? Like and, where it's like Ulrich's uh, the uh the fullback, you know? That yeah, it's I, I got you. I mean, Ulrich was definitely our favorite, right? Because it was because he was the anti Lance. Yeah. No, and it's there not was something fun to watch. So to me, it was like the you know, oh man, he like got busted for ecstasy. Remember, like you know, all these like yeah, who does that? Like oh man, knee injury, and then he came back and he had that awesome Bianchi kit, and now it's a uh, yeah, very sad. I I feel like I it's I mean it's sort of adding up too. It's like a lot. Obviously, there's always been a lot of drugs and cycling, but the a lot of this is like a lot of stars of the '90s uh, succumbing to drugs. Um, it's an added depressing like note on the fact that already it was this like generation of cyclists that was doped out of their minds, and do, you know, it's not like it was always a hundred percent their choice in terms of like you got into cycling and your choice, well, I guess, was basically to do it or not do it or be successful and not right. not be successful. But it obviously didn't for a lot of them create a general healthy lifestyle that they could transition into afterwards. No, these these yeah. choices that they whether they made them willingly or were just kind of like had to make them uh, to you know to participate in in professional cycling or whatever those choices got the better of uh, of a lot of people you know and and Jan is the latest uh revelation of that obviously Pantani would be another great example of yeah. somebody who Damn just like yeah. couldn't handle it or or just let those uh uh urges uh take over and and ruin the rest of their life and yeah that's a that's a huge bummer and you you hate to see it happen and um I don't really My know head. what else to say about it. No, I, w- he's only I wonder 44. how much he's only forty-four. But what about the? Um, I guess I, he was always weird character to me because he had like the hanger-ons that were around Ulrich, right? Yeah. Like that Rudy Pevenage guy. Like he had his own private coaches that were on the team and his private managers. And it's like how much of that is just you know them totally taking advantage of Jan's raw skill and then making him into a machine. Yeah, you know, like it just seemed like a lot of uh, different. Well, a little bit different. But. It always felt with Jan, like you know, like he came up more in the East German system. Yeah, he was kind of just in it. It was always hard to tell with him. You know, some cyclists seem to have a lot of passion. He always seemed sort of like he was going through the motions, and obviously, it brought him success and fame and money, but it did never seem like it brought him a lot of joy. You know. And yeah. and then he did. You're right. He had all those hangers on, and, and it, I feel like he had a lot of yes men. I don't know. That's eh, a bummer. well. I don't have a good segue out of this one. No, let's let's talk about some um some of the current racing well, in the last we, week we, or two. We are that's been pretty so, exciting. So here's what we're gonna do. So before we get into the pre lap here, I do want to do a quick update on a uh, tour of Utah because after the pre lap, we have a lot to discuss. Mostly, we have 
the Euro Championships because that deserves a fair amount of conversation. We're going to have a belt update, a championship belt update, greatest cyclists of the world of the week, and we got to talk a little bit about Mount St. Anne. So, real quick, tour of Utah, um, little guy in the show notes. You just wanted to know who this uh, Cuss guy was. Yeah, who, who is he? He rides for Lotto, and he's Yellow Lotto, Yellow Lotto, and obviously he's good, and he's American, and. I feel like I'd maybe heard his name once. Do you guys know who he is? Because he's obviously the future. I thought that you'd like him because his first name was Sep. I mean, I, that's I'm okay with that. It's it's not like, a that's game a, changer that's a good, for me. <laughs> no, that's a good first name. And it then, uh, so he was racing uh, with Rally Cycling, and then okay. went to Yellow Lotto. And it looks like when he went to uh, his first year with Rally, he was a like kind of half year. So like one of those stage years that okay. came on. Um, but he's always done, you know, the last two years, it seems like he's done pretty good at tour of Utah. Um, obviously one of the hardest races in the, uh, on the circuit. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know much about him, but pretty stoked to see that win. And then the, you know, the counterpoint to all of that is, uh, TJ Van Garderen was in the yellow Jersey to start the tour of Utah and was in third place, 25 seconds down going into two stages left and then pulled the parachute and finished um, pretty far down in yeah the, uh, gc i uh, you know he got the you got the contract so i'm pretty stoked that uh tj's going to uh <laughs> to education first but uh oh, Seth that's Cuss like a, is definitely the highlight of the uh of the race oh that's like a whole other conversation like to like i think i've had some issues in the past the guys go to uh the vodders thing and they disappear for a while maybe they come up I don't. I just can't decide with TJ if 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 him going to education first is going to equal renewed vigor and um, an exciting change in training that brings him back to the top, or if it means maybe he's gonna maybe he's got signed as a domestique for America's next best cyclist, Michael Woods, owner of the <laughs> biggest VO2 max in the professional peloton. I mean, that would be right. Good. Like, like they got Woods and they yeah. have Uran, so yeah. I don't know where they think the. TJ is going to fit in there other than being the road captain. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Guys up ahead, some stuff that I don't like. <laughs> I really think it shouldn't be in the race. And well, I, I think hopefully Vodders is going to be like, dude, we're doing some one week races. We're going to get some wins. We're going to build some confidence. And then maybe we'll think about grand tours again. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, you know where uh, TJ is going to fit in at education first right away is into the empty slot left by Pierre Roland. That's true. And Wait, in Pierre terms Roland of like going? being uh, sort of not living up to your talent, they need one like climber that's not living up to. Possibly. Where's Roland possibly, going? But the, 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 well, Tim, it sounds like you didn't see the, uh, the viral video that was going around of his team announcement where there was a a plane flying with a banner behind it saying, welcome Pierre Roland. <laughs> like they went all out on this team announcement. It was incredible. It was so good. Hey, French team, French rider, right? I don't, I don't remember what team it was. <laughs> so it's it, vital, is con- it for, vital is, concepts. Is vital? Yeah, vital. yeah. Well, they need a big rider because they didn't get any invites this year, even though they've got Tim's favorite, um, not sprinter, sprinter. Jimmy Casper? <laughs> nice throwback. Um, yeah. Yeah. I hope TJ can live up to Pierre Roland's. I'm watching the uh, sneakers. The, 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 uh, the video, Spencer. This is, this is an impressive. Uh, Vital concept. I mean, no, so yeah, they've definitely gone to the tour next year. It's incredible. Is that going to raise the bar? Do you think right after well, that happened, is, Richie Port called team up? Announcement. Richie Holy. Port called up Trek and was like, "Guys, um, hey, come on, I'm kind of a big rider. Like, can I get a balloon or something, or maybe like confetti?" But, uh, little guy, have you seen this video? No, I haven't seen it. Dude, it's got Flight of the Valkyries in the background. I mean, this is amazing. This is straight well, I mean, out obviously, of obviously. Uh, what else would you use? Oh, anyway, so. Spencer, thank you so much for for bringing that. Um, why don't you uh, why don't you take us into the pre lap, Spencer? Because uh, I've got some uh, video to watch. Yeah, sounds good. I'm Ellen Noble, and you're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast.
Hey guys, who are we writing for this week? We writing for 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 some coffee? Of course, we are. Of course, little guy, oh, writing for good, coffee. I could use a cup now. You guys, uh, I, I know you guys aren't the biggest uh, coffee drinkers, but um, I know that you are aware that we have some wide angle podium blend, specially made by Grimper Brothers, called the Full Schleck. And I think, I think you, you know, you guys might be intimidated by by the fact that this is like fresh roasted, roasted to order, um, mailed out to you weekly. You know, uh, you know, these are green beans when you order them and then they roast them and they send them to you. It's, it's that level of, of, you know, kind of specialty beans. And and I feel like maybe that can be an intimidating thing. Am I, am I right? Am I right here? It is. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I'm intimidated. I wasn't sure. Thanks for pinpointing (laughs) what my emotion was. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's a common thing. I feel like a lot of people will be like, well, you know, I could just go down to, Trader Joe's and get uh, Joe's hot water, hot bean water, whatever they sell there um, with some clever name. <laughs> but, and, you know, why would I get this Grimper Brothers Wide Angle Podium full Schleck blend? And I'll, I'll tell you why. It's because you're supporting us, first and foremost. You're also supporting Crosshairs Radio and you're supporting Bike Shop CX uh, and Wide Angle Podium in general. Um, but most importantly, like, you're supporting... Uh, what Grimper Brothers does, and Grimper Brothers supports a ton of cycling stuff um, from from riders to teams up and down across the country, uh, left, right, and sideways. Uh, they are all up in the cycling business, and it's awesome to see, and you know, you always want to support that, but back to the intimidation, I know you guys are being like, ah, is, am I going to like these beans? Like, I don't know. I don't know anything about coffee. I don't drink that much coffee. What is this tasting notes? What is a what is a Guatemalan light roast? I don't know. And I just want to say, you know, you guys probably uh, have drank some wine in your days. Is this correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, would you, would you, would you guys say when you go into Usually the wine the store that you know really anything about what you're looking for at all? None. Uh, I listen no. to the person. I'm in a price point. That's about it. Yeah. So it's a very similar thing. Like, you know that there is very good wine in the world and you know that there's probably pretty crappy wine in the world and you're not really sure. And so why would you fumble around in the dark and just sort of pick something like let the professionals at Grimper brothers. Yeah. Like make that choice and they're going to roast that for you. They're going to tell you what it's all about. They're going to, they're going to make those decisions easy for you. And on top of that, you get to support, some of the podcasts that you love. It's like some of the best cycling podcasts out there. That's that's just what that is. And so those are the reasons that I would suggest you go to grimperbrothers.com and look for the wine nickel podium beans. We set up a short link for you if you uh if you can't spell Grimper for some reason. It's uh bit.ly slash WAP beans. Check out the beans, get a get a bag for yourself, get some for your long lost brother. Your cousin, probably your mom. You haven't talked to your mom recently. Get her some coffee. So seems like a pretty good gift. I mean, you get bit.ly slash WAP beans to get some kick-ass coffee. You're supporting the podcast. We've had a couple of listeners on Twitter reach out and say, hey, can we get on a subscription plan with Grimper Brothers? Which tells me it's some pretty damn good coffee. So yep. there you go. Yep. They know what they're doing. They're going to treat you right. You're just going to have to no. trust us on this. It's delicious. I've been drinking it for the last couple of weeks, and I have yet to be disappointed because uh, it's awesome. Yeah, well, thanks Strange. to uh, Grimper Grimper Brothers for their uh, support of the Wide Angle Podium Network and well, podcast. I was going to say, strangely, the side effect is that Spencer hasn't been able to zip up any of his shirts for the last couple of weeks. But other than that, no problem. Because of the full schleck. Yeah. Nice, nice callback there, little guy. Love it. <laughs> And, uh, and speaking of which, the other reason that Spencer can't zip up any of his shirts right now is because he's completely shredded. Shredded. Shred science Totally nutrition. shredded. Man, I am sh- I am killing the segues. Tonight. Yeah, you are just um, murdering good and, him. Good and bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so Spencer, you are getting ready for Schwam again. And one of the ways that you're doing is you have um, partnered with ShredScienceNutrition.com. Yep. 
to uh, get your nutrition needs from like a macro level, right? Like yes. kind of judging out how you're eating. And uh, how's it been going? Yeah, it's been awesome. Uh, I gotta say, I can't uh, I can't thank Carrie enough at uh, at Shred Science Nutrition um, because you know, like I'll just walk you through it again in case you forgot because we haven't talked about it for a few weeks. But um, I basically filled out this big form, this questionnaire that she has about what I'm trying to do, what my goals are, what kind of riding I'm doing, what kind of uh, eating habits I have now. And from that, she's able to deduce the balance, the proper uh, optimal proportions of proteins and carbs and, uh, and fats and fibers and things that I need and has dialed that out, like laid it out for me. And like, these are your targets that you need to hit. And then to do that, I just, I just eat whatever food that I want. Obviously, I need to make some smart choices to keep myself within those, uh, those, you know, boundaries that she's laid out. But it's awesome. Like, there's no, there's no off limits foods. There's no, uh, nothing that I can't eat. It's just, uh, it's just figuring out what the limits are and how to fit within. So it's, it's pretty cool. You keep track of it with the app on your phone. It, it knows most of the stuff. You just zap the barcodes on things and. Uh, makes it really easy to keep track of that. And I got to say, I am feeling uh, pretty lean. I have uh, dropped, I'm getting close to 10 pounds at this point. And I know you guys, Dang. you guys might talk a lot of trash, but like, I'm not that big of a guy. So like, no, losing yeah. 10 pounds, is- I don't actually know where it came from. I'm a little worried about like what I was looking like before. <laughs> But wow. uh, are we going to be back to like 2009, 2010 cat, cat two on the track Spencer here? Potentially, potentially. Oh, all right. Um, 2010. That's a little generous. Well, this is like 2007. <laughs> cat two on the track. I'm still a cat I mean, two on the track. Wow. Well, yeah. I am too. That's the only reason thinking, I take out the license. Yeah. Yeah. I take it. I was thinking cat two on the track in terms of like being there sure, and sure. doing the race. No. And this, this is exactly what it is, is like. I wasn't eating bad before. I was just eating, I wasn't eating optimally. You know what I mean? Like I'm not, I'm not eating different foods. I'm just eating different amounts. I'm eating, you know, I'm doing some protein shakes and things to like fill up some things that I was missing. Like, and that's where you're going to benefit a lot by having somebody actually look at that stuff and who knows what they're doing and just sort of give you a guide, you know, like, let's face it nutrition like we don't know a lot about it you and i like we're we're bike racers we don't have time for that we need to do four-hour training rides we need to you know go to work every day like i don't have time to learn about this and it is a hundred percent worth it to just have somebody give you this and be like okay here's the plan i follow just like hiring a cycling coach it's amazing like people pay thousands and thousands of dollars to lose a couple hundred grams on their bike and uh, you can just pay a couple hundred bucks and lose 10 pounds off off your body. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's not that hard. It takes some discipline. It takes, like, I got to stick to, uh, you know, stick to the script here. But it's not that hard. Like, it just takes a little discipline, and I am seeing results. Um, so if you're thinking about it, and I know people are, because I've had a few people, like three or four people come up to me in person and say, hey, I'm hearing you talk about the shred science is it legit? Like, are you, are you just, you know, are you level with me? It's a hundred percent. I've told all of them. It's a hundred percent true. Like it's awesome. I can't talk enough about it. Uh, it's worth a shot. Like you will not be disappointed. Um, send them an email, shoot them a message, at least peruse the website, shred I think you're going to be very happy if you do. Also, uh, we have the uh, Wide Angle Podium um, donor drive coming up uh, in a couple weeks. So look for that. We've got a bunch of bonus content. That's what we took last week off to do. Uh, So we'll have that coming um, down the pipeline. And also, Slow Ride specific, uh, the Facebook group, the Slow Ride uh, Podcast Official Fan Experience Zone, I think it's what I named it, um, blowing up lately completely blowing up uh tons of people in there 
talking all about bikes and goofy stuff and they all know all the inside jokes so uh if if you are a listener and you try to talk to your friends on the ride and they're just like i don't know what you're talking about you have friends at the slow ride podcast uh fan experience zone on facebook so go check that out that's right and uh that's the um the important thing there spencer not to bury the lead is that we did uh um, record a nice uh, bonus episode that's going to be there for the wide angle podium uh, subscribers and members that are going to be uh, joining up on the drive or the existing ones. So uh, pretty good bonus content. I really liked it. We, uh, we drafted the five most important things in cycling history uh, in the top corner draft corner. So great stuff. Now let's get back to the show. What's going on? This is Jeremy Powers, and you're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. All right, guys. As always, the mail bag is open. You can always email us at the Slow Ride Podcast at gmail.com. A couple of uh, good emails came across. First one uh, from Kevin Dolan, a friend of the pod in Baltimore. Uh, it has to do with the women's Euro. Uh, champion road championship we're gonna save that for abby because there's some really good um there's like a good question in there about the actual tactics uh, being played out um as far as a trade team versus national team and you know let's actually get a real professional to help answer how that actually figure uh you know plays out um we did get an email from uh sam from crosshair cycling first off want to make sure to send you some inside info from cross racing on the raleigh when cross season starts so mm-hmm. he was out riding. In fact, the email continues. I am sending this from St. Paul on what? vacation, having gone to the shop that, uh, you know, had uh, started. And after spending an alarming amount of time looking at clients on the greenway, he's ready to go. Also, I still have the zero F's given sticker on the top tube of the Raleigh that Taylor left on. So I will have plenty of encouragement for the racing season. Please don't worry about corrupting the high school racing community. You guys clearly haven't been to a high school lunch table for many years. Still love the banter <laughs> and mispronunciation. Um, I I loved my high school lunch table. It was pretty cool. We're kind of like the the nerds, the like the hockey nerds, you know, kind of sitting in the corner just talking about high school hockey so, like, all the time. The, the uncool jocks. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, like there are the cool jocks, and then those are the jocks that have academic like, letters on their letter jacket. Yeah, like you didn't have like Magic the Gathering uh, cards all over your lunch table. No, no. Okay, yeah. But I did dye my, I did bleach my hair during playoff time. No, oh, of course you Just did. Just the tips. It was the late nineties, mid mid late nineties. You yeah, had to do good that. good stuff. So I love hearing from uh, Sam. I was surprised he was in uh, the Twin Cities. It didn't give us a shout. I was there too, and a uh, little guy. We could have uh, taken him out on a ride, see if uh, see if he could keep up with the old guard on the greenway. Ah, <laughs> um, uh, you probably could. You probably could. But, no problem. Um, quick shout out to uh, Dan Eller. He, you may remember him. He won the um, good name. The uh, one of the 16th place uh, contests, the Banjo Brothers uh, bag contest that we had, the saddlebag yeah. and uh, yep. um, phone wallet. That's getting sent out tomorrow or Tuesday, but I uh, got it all uh, written up, ready to go. So, you know, we're right on time with our uh, sending out our, our, our goodies mm-hmm. um, about two months after he won it. But uh, we did get an email from uh, Josh Kohler, a.k.a. the Florida Cycling Nut. Dear Slow Ride Podcast, when I'm gassed and riding solo into a strong headwind and a couple wearing a full matching kit from head to toe passes by me, is it appropriate to take a toe? And he continues, I didn't follow the wheel, but I might have considered it if they hadn't been wearing the same outfit as each other. Hmm. Second inquiry, what is the Slow Ride Podcast thoughts on couples wearing full matching kit? So um, we were talking a little bit about this earlier. Is it, you know, is it okay for Josh to uh, to jump jump on the, the, the train? Like the, you know, the, the, are they teammates? Are they married? I'm a little confused on the, the email, but, you know, what do you think? Uh- uh, Spencer, go okay, ahead. Okay, so f- first things first. Uh, you shouldn't just jump on the train, no. You can ask, like, hey, I'm dying. Can I Can I sit on the wheel for a little while? Exactly. They're not going to want you to, but of course they're going to let you, like anybody would. Uh, but you, you do need to ask, regardless if they're married or wearing matching kits or whatever. So I just want to get that part uh, clarified. 
Um, no, that, I think we're in agreement on that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. You shouldn't. As you shouldn't just the, jump on as, wheels. Right. As far as the kit, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, maybe he was seeing something that that you know it doesn't come through in the email. But I'm not sure how you know somebody's married. Like maybe they're. Uh, maybe it's obvious somehow. Uh, but they could just be teammates out on a out on a team ride. That's that'd be fine. Um, I think even if they are married, unless they're having a, a domestic dispute or something, I, I don't see what the problem would be. Um, as long as you ask. But what about like, if it's like, there's team kits, right? Like, Oh, it's, it's Bob's bike shop. And then they're wearing yeah. like their, their Simpsons themed sprinkle donut, uh, team kit or like, Oh, the person walked into the store and then like, they got like the, you know, the men's and women's, uh, pearl jersey that matches I think was kind of what little guy was bringing up earlier like is there a differentiation like that's where it's you know there's t- club kit where you're like oh teammates and then there's the matching off the, the rack there's the yeah. uh, like charity ride matching kits or like yeah. the his or her yeah yeah okay that's I think that's that's when you you assume couple of like honey let's do some rides this summer and they both walk into the local bike shop and they say, do you have this in men's and women's? And they come out looking the same. Hmm. Maybe they're on a- I feel like I feel like that couple has a tandem. No, I mean, a lot of them do, but I don't, at least on the Greenway here, there are a lot of just people in, you know, matching okay. kits that, that aren't do on Do they have teams. matching bikes, too? A lot of times, a lot of times they do, which, man, okay. I think... I think those people, um, obviously you wave because you wave to everybody, but you also have to do a little mental tip of the cap to the salesman that day because uh, they <laughs> crushed it. I mean, they just killed it. If you can sell matching outfits and matching bikes to some people that come in, wow. Yeah. I mean, so I, I what, don't know what to do. I mean, that's amazing. People say the local bike shop is dying, but like, wow, you're keeping it alive right there. So, oh, so we're in the weeds. Can you get on the wheel? No, you can't, because you shouldn't do that. You can't. You get shouldn't on the get wheel. on people's wheels. I mean, I guess you can ask, but it's kind of weird and awkward. Um, no, it, it, it's asking to get on someone's wheel. It's hard to say no. It's like if somebody, I don't know. No, I don't have. A, I don't. Have I don't know, Josh. Group. I don't know, Josh. But racing, riding in Florida, more than likely lives along the coast. If he's talking about like the big headwinds, the the headwinds from the coast can be pretty miserable, especially if you're going over like an intercoastal bridge. You know, maybe every now and then you need to get on the wheel just a little bit. You know, just a little bit of that extra, um, you know, watt savings yeah. to get you over the sure. the bridge. Sure. <laughs> but so little guy says no. Tim says maybe. Uh, does this change? If okay, so it's a husband and wife. What if you're the, uh, you know, the uncle or the second cousin, or if you're somehow related, does that change whether or not you can get on the wheel? Oh, hell yeah. I'd be on that thing in a heartbeat, and then I wouldn't be doing any work, and then talking all about how much work I did at Thanksgiving the next year. It'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> can you believe what Aunt Linda said last, oh, last Thanksgiving? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. You guys get... want a chicken biscuit? I got one in my pocket. Oh, of course you do. <laughs> Great stuff. All right. So we got to get into some... Um, professional uh racing here um one of our favorite things to uh to do is do a little bit of a survey of mountain bike racing um the big one this past week was up in mount saint anne in quebec it is the uci mountain bike world cup both cross country and downhill um friend of the podcast and wide angle podium coho uh co-show um host bill from crosshairs radio was up there so bill more than likely will have some additional interviews and uh, coverage of that. So check out Crosshairs Radio for some feedback Mm -hmm. um, and also look online for his videos on his uh, Crosshairs uh, YouTube channel and Instagram. That being said, um, the big news that I saw, Matthew Vanderpool was not at the race because he was at the Euro Championships on the road, which we'll get to in a little bit. Um, Yolanda Neff won the the women's race uh, cross country and then uh, uh, Fleikinger... The, the Swiss guy mm-hmm. won the, uh, the the men's race. Okay. And then on the downhill, um, Lucas, uh, uh, the world champion, Lucas Bro- Brony, Brogy, the French guy. Sorry. 
And then Rachel yeah, Atherton, Bruni. Bruni, thank you. And Rachel Atherton takes the win in the women's race. And that women's World Cup race for downhill, the, like the, the the race for the World Cup overall points mm-hmm. is pretty amazing right now um, between two um, Scottish riders, or two uh, UK riders, sorry. Um, it's uh, It's been a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. No, it's been good. And I want to give a special shout out to uh, uh, coach of the podcast, um, <laughs> Ellen Noble, who finished uh, 12th in the uh, short track on Friday to get herself a second row start uh, for the cross country race, uh, which was earlier today. That was a pretty incredible ride and uh, makes me feel very good about uh, my Schwamigan uh, chances. Yes. Uh, well, the. Yes and no. Great job, Ellen Noble, being able now to race the short track races. So she's moving up the rankings, which is very important, as we know, for staging. Well, sure. And, Not only did she, she get in, she did, but she quite dominated. Well. Yeah, she yeah. did very well. No, yeah. it was awesome. Um, before you went in, I it's Tawny Seagrave uh, is the Great Britain rider uh, that's going neck yep. and neck with Rachel Atherton in the uh, the yep. women's downhill. And man, that's been a lot of fun to watch. It, those those the, races are maybe my favorite to watch all year, well, like the women's it, downhill. But they're so neck and neck. And uh, mm-hmm. friend of the podcast, Tyler Dennison, uh, reached out to me, and uh, he said that he's also in agreement with me that you know you don't need to be always shaking hands with the people that you beat, right? Like it's okay to have that kind of separation. And uh, Rachel Atherton, I think, does it so well. Like she get she gives the high fives when someone beats her, but she's not there to be friends with people. She's there to beat them which I think is a, is an important thing. Um, but anyway, the mountain biking, check it out. Red bull.tv. Um, don't have too much more, but I enjoyed watching Mount St. Anne's always a great course. Um, mm-hmm. every time I watch Mount St. Anne, I just think back to the, uh, travesty that was, uh, Georgia gold almost winning her only world cup, uh, race, but she got the flat tire with like 300 yards to go. And then, uh, I think I don't know if it was Nash or Pendrel, her teammate from Luna Chicks, uh, beat her at the very end, and it was devastating because you, you know, Mount Saint Anne's is great fun to watch, and then to just see uh, someone that you follow along not not be able to win, um, especially on yeah. North America. And by the way, can we get some World Cups in the U.S.? Man, there needs to be some World Cup mountain biking back here in the U.S. It'd be pretty awesome. Yeah. I know yeah, they had it yeah. up in uh, New York State a couple years ago, but they they have not brought it back um, since. But anyway, um, let's get into the Euro Championships. Matthew Vanderpool was not at the World Cup mountain bike race because he was in Glasgow for uh, the big um, UCI European Continental Championships. This is the Kristoff jersey. This is that goofy blue and white uh, skin yep. suit that looks mm-hmm. kind of cool. Um, yeah. But it was today, and we have... I would say kind of a surprising winner. I was because uh, I, I wanted Matthew Vanderpool or Wout Van Aert to win, mm-hmm. but um, you know, I just figured Sagan was going to take the win overall because you know he knows everybody that's in the race with him. But instead, it was Matteo Trenton of Italy taking the win in a sprint over Vanderpool and Wout Van Aert. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we got that spring classic already that we were hoping for with with <laughs> with, with, the, with those guys. I I didn't watch the race live. I know that when I pulled up the results, my head jumped off my body. <laughs> um, yeah, that I saw who was on the podium, and it was uh, it's kind of like almost a bummer that Trenton won in a way. It's not, but like he had a rough season. It was nice to see he got a big win because he had a. A lot of injuries and stuff after switching teams, but holy cow, what can't Wout Van Aert and uh, Vanderpool do? Yeah, that was I, uh, we got a uh, we got a Twitter mention uh, like early in the morning from Abby, and it was just a uh, like a fifteen second video clip of them going through who was in the break at the Euro Championships. That's yeah. when I found yeah. out that both the guys were in the break, and you're like, ooh. Wow, this is this is going to be real good. I mean, it was a perfect race for them. It looked like a brutal race. Uh, everyone was mm-hmm. caked in dirt, and there was a pretty nasty crash in that. It was like a ten man group that was away, and then got whittled down, obviously. But Vanderpool and and Wout and Trenton all made it through, and Trenton, of course, had a teammate, so that didn't hurt being that he's a fast, pretty fast sprinter and he had a teammate in mm-hmm. that move. So 
and then made through the through the crash. So not a foregone conclusion with those two other dudes, but also, yeah, I kind of wonder how much Trenton and the other Italian guy in that move were like, huh, um, what do we do with these guys? Like they neither of them had probably ever really raced against them. I guess Trenton probably was in a move with at a couple races in the spring with with Wout, but I mean, holy crap. The, yeah, you know, I, I feel like Trenton was definitely licking his chops, being like, "Okay, I've I'm the I'm the experienced Wiley veteran in this group, yeah, and but, I am gonna show these kids what." But uh, you don't think you you wouldn't have been a little nervous, even if you're? I mean, he's he's probably won a okay. he's won a lot he of grand stages. Hang on, he had a teammate with so, him in the break. Hang on, little guy. Imagine yourself as a tanned and toned Italian professional mm-hmm. cyclist in a winning breakaway that you know is going to Yeah, win. that's what I do every time I go for a little a little is ride. Is there any way that you're thinking there's a doubt you're going to lose? Uh, well, yeah, any I'm pretty sure is no anybody way. looks over and they see Matthew Vanderpool or Rob Van Aert with them, you're going to be a nope. little worried. Nope. Wow. Not if you're an Italian professional cyclist, little guy. You are you are thinking like the little guy right now. <laughs> okay, well, you're, I mean, you're that's trying true. to be too I would, smart. I you would, need to be a lot more cocky. That's true. I mean, I mean, too Midwestern. I'd look over and say, "Oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. I, I should get out so of your way." Let Let me get in here. Um, between you two, <laughs> this David okay. uh, Chimile guy yep. of FDJ Italian, mm-hmm. did he just find himself in a Mitchelton Scott contract for next year from Matteo Trenton? Uh, he right? certainly he did a ton of work. We'll and have one offer his if hands he's out of contract. <laughs> no, he that's true. He, right? like, he was like, yes. I oh, no. He's a teammate. He definitely uh, won Trenton's and, full support. So Trenton got a uh, a little bit of a Vout Van Aert and Matthew Vanderpool sandwich on the uh, podium. But one of the things that... Uh, so there's a European championship I want to get to in a second. But the women's version of this race... The women's edition was actually last week in Glasgow, so they yeah. almost capstoned mm-hmm. the uh, the week. So that was 130k. That was um, won by Marta Bastianelli of um, Italy over Marianne Voss. Um, she races for the LA uh, Cipollini team, so a nice win for her there. And then Lisa Bronauer of Germany gets third place. I know you guys were thinking that it was going to be a Lisa Klein. Um, but Lisa Klein, yeah, I did. I, I had did. my heart jumped a little yeah. bit. Lisa Klein finished yeah. 48th place, um, three minutes, 47 seconds down. Um, but yeah, and then th- we have that Kevin Dolan question about the women's race because it sounds like there is some uh, uh, Kevin's interpretation of it is that um, some Netherlands riders, I believe Anna van der Bregen was like in the break and then they brought her back. And then hmm. or like the Netherlands was back on the front, like working to bring it all back together. And uh, Voss takes second. So anyways, um, overall, my question to you guys, is there a Pan Am championship road race? Where is it? <laughs> no Has idea. The U- <laughs> like, does it matter? Does this race matter outside of the U.S.? How like is it? I guess I don't really understand. Like, I understand why it's there. I just don't get the... Um, yeah. Like it's it's there for a cool jersey that's not the world championship jersey, I guess. So, I mean, so I know there's a Pan Am championship for cyclocross. Yeah. It, but I'm I'm not sure if there is one for the road and if there is like I don't think anybody at least in the United States really seems to care. I mean, uh, um, the Euro one is new for the road and the cyclocross one isn't super old either. We've only had a few of those, right? So Well, it's only yeah. 3 years that they've done it, but it's there's just I, something I like it. I guess you like it. I, I like, it. like it's it like too. It's, it's like, like an hors d'oeuvre. It's like a it's mini like world the, championship. It's like okay. it's like you got like I wish I don't know like we've got our state championships for cyclocross right, and then you got national championships. Mm-hmm. But there should really be an upper Midwest. You know, there should be a Dakotas, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Iowa championship or something. You know what I mean? Like. Because really, like you, you sort of no. basically race within a zone, right? Spencer can have a northeast one. Tim, you're in Florida. You guys can just have a second state championship or something. The five of you. Yes, it's the problem you run into, little guy, is the Mid Atlantic, which is one of Bill's favorite topics. Is mm-hmm. what is the Mid Atlantic? Well, where does it start? Yeah. Where does it end? And 
because this is an hour long podcast, we cannot get no, into this we'll because we will go for another two hours. Yeah. Well, I, okay. it's true. I mean, so, people would say the Midwest and then Ohio would get lumped in, and I would say no. The, the, the Minnesota is very <laughs> different from Ohio. Maybe they can both be, but they're different Midwests. You know what I mean? And All it, right. it's true. It's it gets you go get going forever. Tim, before you move on to a different subject, I just want to say I'm not moving on. I, I've got okay. the data here for you. I went to ProCyclingStats.com. Okay. 2018 Pan American Championships were held in um, May 6th of 2018 in San Juan, Argentina. The winner was okay. Juan Sebastian Molano of the famed Manzana Postabon team, one of our oh, favorite cool. kits. Okay. He beat yeah, yeah. Ariel Richenze of Quick Step Floors in second place and Christopher Mancilla of Start Team Gusto of Chile. So there you go. I do not see an go. American rider in the entire race um, at all. So that no teams from the U.S. went down there, but uh, still pretty cool that it does happen. Um, hopefully, I would love to see the Manzano Postabon uh, UCI Americas uh, Championship kit. It would be good. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to note that I think it was maybe last week while we were taking the week off, there was a little blurb somewhere on the cycling sites about how Vanderpool's team was trying to move up uh, like to Pro Conti or whatever, so that they can mm-hmm. try to get the wildcard invites to uh, the classics. And if the class, all the major classics don't invite his team, they would be crazy after seeing what happened today. Like if, if Wout's going to be there, Vanderpool needs to be there, and you're guaranteed Who? a great, great rivalry. I know, exactly. I'm gonna be Dude, Peter so Sagan upset. didn't even finish the race today. Yeah, he has hurting. to know who he is. That's ridiculous. Hurting. He knows who he is. My God. <laughs> anyway, I don't think it does. Well, I mean, he this could have been his chance to learn who Vanderpool was by seeing the podium at the end of the race, but he didn't even make it to the finish because right. he is still still uh, nursing those injuries from the Tour de France. That's a good point. And Spencer, um, one final thing before we get out of here, um, we haven't done it in a little bit, so. Uh, who do you have in Spencer's corner of the greatest cyclists in the world of the week this week? Ah, well, that's that's an interesting one. Interesting that you bring it up, Tim, and uh, because this rider has had some great results um, over the years, has really come to uh, to notoriety this year. Really stepped up his game. Oh, it's a him. But what pushed him over hmm. the top? Uh, this I'm trying to figure it out this week was the release of a a, a, a custom uh, commemorative uh, Tour de France polka dot jersey t-shirt that the Quick Step team made in his honor. Yes, the greatest cyclist in the world of the week is Julian Alaphilippe. Julian uh, Alaphilippe. That's so the t-shirt nice. pushed him over the edge, not the San Sebastian win over Malema. In the and the I mean, hat. he looks pretty good in the hat. Yeah, he won the hat. You get the hat. You get the hat. It's hard to not win greatest cyclist yeah. in the world of the week. But um, but yeah, it was the T-shirt that put him over the edge. Uh, the Wolfpack came through with a pretty sick design that I will be sporting in the next I don't know however many weeks it takes for a T-shirt <laughs> to get from wherever Quick Step is <laughs> to my house. Cool. Um, but I've got one on the way. It cost right. the 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 euro uh, to U.S. dollar translation was not favorable. <laughs> the shipping was not favorable. But I, got you, I huh? threw all caution to the wind, and I had to pull the trigger. Did you yeah. accidentally order like five too because you didn't understand that was quantity and not like you know? You're... I had the Google Translate doing oh, okay, the work, okay. doing the heavy lifting there for me. But yeah, I did have to pick up a few other uh, things uh, to make the shipping a little. Uh, more justifiable, I guess. Um, so I'll have some more on that when that package arrives. Wow. Now, Philippe's a uh, great rider, definitely worthy of the greatest cyclist in the world of the week, still not uh, at the level of the uh, championship belt, which we'll get into next week on the podcast. But we'd like to oh, yeah. thank all of our listeners, in particular the supporters of the Wide Angle Podium Network. Um, thanks for your continued support. And we have our uh, drive coming up over the next uh, couple of uh, episodes. We're going to talk about some brand new um, giveaways for the different levels of support. I also like mm-hmm. to thank shredsciencenutrition.com for uh, helping Spencer out. So he's looking uh, decent at the start line at Schwamigan and he <laughs> believes he's going to be performing extra well. 
And we'd like to uh, yeah. thank the folks at Grimper Brothers for their full Schleck coffee selection. Go to bit.ly slash WAP beans to order your own. And with that, this is Tim in Orlando, Florida. This is Matt in Minneapolis. This is Spencer in Boston. Uh, reminding you to always wave at all your fellow cyclists. Wait, did we even mention him, Captain? Shit, no. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod. talked about lance a lot sir lance a lot yeah you you heard it you heard it i thought you weren't gonna say anything you you know what the best part is i'm still recording so that's gonna make it